Mark chapter 9, beginning at verse 14. When he came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude about them, and the scribes questioning with them. And straightway, all the people, when they beheld him, were greatly amazed, and running to him, saluted him. And he questioned the scribes, What question ye with them? And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which hath a dumb spirit. And wheresoever he taketh him, he tireth him, and he foameth and gnasheth with his teeth, and pineth away. And I spake to thy disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. And he answereth and saith, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. And they brought him unto him, and when he saw him, straightway the spirit tire him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed foaming. And he asked his father, How long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said, Of a child. And oft times it hath cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help thou mine unbelief. And Jesus saw that the people came running together, and he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him, and enter no more into him. And the spirit cried and rent him sore, and came out of him, and he was as one dead, insomuch that many said, He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand, and lifted him up, and he arose. And when he was come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, why could we not cast him out? And he said unto them, This kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. And so, some wonderful scripture. And I know that's a lot to read. I'll never preach all that out. I want to just say what the Lord would have me to say and no more or no less. And... <clears throat> Don't you think this father was desperate? Don't you think that he had done about all he knew to do? When it's your child, you'll go a little farther. When it's your child, you'll do all you can do to help your own, won't you? And I'm sure he had gone about as far as he could go. And he brought him to Jesus. When you've done all you know to do, bring them to Jesus. Amen. And some people may even say, why, that's a waste of time. They are what they are. They're not going to change. 
Things are never going to be any better. Things are never going to get any different. What did the Lord tell this man? If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Amen. The world says give up. The world says let go. Forget it. It'll never be any better. But I'm here to tell you today, God can make a difference. Amen. With God, it's never too late. All right. So here's the young man. And the father brought him to his disciples, and even they couldn't help him. You can tell me all your problems all day long. I can pray for you. I might can give you some counsel, but I can't heal the sick. I can't cause the blind to see. I can't cause the lame to walk. Even we read in the third chapter of Acts where it was Paul, I believe, or Peter and John coming down. And they got the man by the right hand and said, In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Amen. Any miracle we would see, whether it be one being saved or whatever it be, would be through Jesus. That's right. We can't do a thing without him. We're just helpless without him. Now you pray for just a few minutes. And the Father said, if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. I'm glad He hears our cries, aren't you? And so, as soon as Jesus gave the man just a little bit of hope, the young man <clears throat> the young man fell down. And there he was, and Jesus charged the foul spirit to come out of him. And the young man fell down and appeared as if he was dead, and people said, why, he's dead, it's too late. But with Jesus, it's never too late. All that it took was just a touch of the Master's hand, and he was all right. Now I thought about as Keith had taught about the woman that had the issue of blood this morning, and how that she went to many physicians and grew none the better, but rather grew worse. And I can just hear <coughs> the last two or three she went to saying, you are what you are. You're not going to get any better. You might as well learn to live with this. <coughs> but that wasn't enough. She had tried many physicians and spent all she had. How foolish are we sometimes? We'll try everything instead of trying the right thing first. If she'd have went to Jesus, but she spent all that she had <coughs> and grew none the better, but rather grew worse, and she finally made a determination, she got so desperate. Did you know there has to be a little desperation before the Lord can help you? That's right. You gotta want him. Yeah. You gotta want help before he'll help you. He's never made anybody do anything. 
We have a Savior that's a free will Savior. You serve Him of your own free will. He's never made anybody get saved. He's never made anybody testify. He's never made anybody go to the altar. You'll do it because you know that's what you need to do. Because that spirit will knock at your heart and you'll have a desire to get right with God. Now pray on for just a few minutes. I'd really like to get to the Lord. She got desperate. Have you been desperate? I've been there. Yeah. She got desperate. So desperate that she gave up on sitting down with Jesus and having a conversation. She gave up on him reaching out and touching her. She gave up on the disciples having, a, having an audience with them. She finally determined when she saw the crowd gathered around the Savior, if I could but just touch the hem of his garments. Now that's desperate, isn't it? If I could just touch the hem of his garment. I've been told over and over, this is a condition I'll have to live with. I've been told this will never get any better, but I believe if I could just get to Jesus, I'd be made whole. And so she made her way through the press. The Lord never told you you'd have a bed of roses. The Lord never told you things would always be easy. I've quoted this scripture so often lately. He said, yea, all that live godly shall suffer a persecution. But he said, if you suffer with me, you shall also reign with me. I can see her making her way through the press and people jolting her aside, maybe crawling down and people stepping on her fingers as she made her way to the Savior. Might have been painful. Might have been something that she had to endure, but she had a determination that she was going to be healed. Do you have a determination that you're going to get close to God? Do you have a determination that He's going to lighten your load? Do you have a determination if you just get to Him, He can make a change in your life? It's never too late. All right. I don't know that the disciples even noticed the lady. I don't know that the crowd that day even noticed what was going on with her. But what I do know is when she touched the hem of his garment, did she have to take six weeks worth of medication and some therapy? Immediately the issue of blood was staunched. When you touch Jesus, his work is immediate. (laughs) He makes a change. All right. You see, friend, it's never too late. Now, it don't happen. and I may get a hold of the Lord and this man not see me and never know, never realize. Or this man not see me and never know, never realize. He knows. That's right. And he acknowledges. And he blesses. Jesus stopped, didn't he? And said, who touched me? Yeah. And the disciples said, you see this crowd thronging you and you say, who toucheth you? He said, somebody touched me for I felt virtue leave my body. And she came trembling. For with a heart, how about that, Gary? For with a heart, 
Man believeth unto righteousness with a mouth confession is made unto salvation. Let whosoever believeth on him not be ashamed. She came forth trembling and told all. That's what happens whenever Jesus comes on the scene. You'll be more than happy to give him the praise and the glory he deserves when he solves your problem. All right, it's never too late. Remember the man Legion in the same chapter. He was a crazy man. He was one you'd warn your children not to hang around. He was one that ran naked among the tombs, among the dead. Men had tried to help him. They had tried to counsel him. He would hurt himself, cut himself with lances and bleed. He was continually hurt himself. Are you you familiar with those folks? Seems like every way they turn, they're intentionally doing things to harm themselves. Doing they, and I know that's a fad with some of our teenagers in this day and age. They try to cut themselves and things of that nature. Let me tell you something. You don't have to live in torment. You don't have to live in pain. You don't have to live in agony. It's not too late. Try Jesus. Oh, you know those folks, don't you? Seem like every decision they make is one that's leading to their downfall. I like number 22 in the red book. Try Jesus. He never fails. Pray on. Cutting himself running naked in the tombs. They had counseled him. They had chained him down to keep him from harming himself. And he'd just break the chains. Now you're talking about somebody with a determination for destruction. We may have a legion in our own family. Do you have one? I've seen them in mine. They've got a determination that they are not going to do what they know is best for them. Every dollar they spend is on the bottle. Every time you turn around, they're taking this pill or that pill. I'm here to tell you today, there is no drunkard God can't sober up. There is no drug addict God can't take that desire from. There is no one that God can't change. He can change you too if you just trust Him. It's not too late. They had tried counseling. They had tried chaining him up. They probably bought him two or three different changes of clothes. Didn't do a lick of good. Until one day, Jesus stepped off the boat of the Sea of Gadarenes. And Legion happened to be there. Wouldn't, wouldn't luck. Did you know that? You're not in this place tonight by luck. You're not listening on Facebook by luck. It's all God's grand design. Jesus stepped off the boat and Legion knew immediately who he was. He said, I pray thee Torment me not. I've had enough. I can't 
take anymore. I'm as low as low can be. I'm tormented day and night. I pray thee, torment me not. And Jesus said, who art thou? He said, my name, my name is Legion, for we are many. And so I know that psychiatrists and things like that will tell you there's medication that folks can take with split personalities and things of that nature. I don't know about all that. I do know about Jesus. And I know what He can do. And I'm here to tell you today, no matter what the burden you're bearing, it's never too late to try Jesus. Legion's neighbors had seen Him. They had seen him running naked in the tombs. They had seen him screaming, crying out. They had seen his odd behavior. And the next time they saw him, now just listen to what was on this man. Jesus commanded the spirit to come out of them. Yeah. Of Legion, didn't he? And they begged him not to go into the deep that they would be cast into the herd of swine, a herd of 2,000 swine. This is how much torment this man was under. The herd of 2,000 swine, as soon as Jesus cast the spirits into them, ran violently down the hill into the water and was drowned. That's what was on one man. Don't tell me Satan can't get a hold of you. Don't tell me he can't. You know what the Bible said? He's desired to sift you as wheat. You took flour before. Some of you elder ladies probably still have the sifter and you put the flour in there and you turn that little handle and it sifts the wheat out and makes it fine so that you can make whatever you want to make. That's what Satan would like to do to my life and to your life. It's irrelevant whether or not I'm the pastor of Dutch Bottoms or whether I'm the youngest person in the house. Satan's not discriminatory. He'd like to destroy all of us. But I don't care how low, how far down he's gotten you. It's never too late to turn to Jesus. Amen. All right. So here came the townspeople when they heard about the swine. Because you know that's all people care about is their money. But when they got there, this nut job, this crazy person, this person that ran naked in the tombs that they had tried to counsel, that they had tried to chain down, that they tried to clothe, that they tried to keep from harming himself, was sitting there with the biggest smile on his face, clothed, at the feet of Jesus in his right mind. Immediately, I'm going to preach this. Immediately, they noticed a change. Immediately, they noticed a change. Did you know? Did you know? When Jesus comes into your heart, people can see it all over your face. It's immediate. What a change. Nobody could do nothing with this man. Nobody could. But from the moment he met Jesus, he couldn't get enough of him. He followed Jesus everywhere he went.
when Jesus got on the ship to depart for that country, Legion stepped up. He wanted to go with him. I do too, Roddy. Amen. I'm waiting on the day he says, get on board. But today's not my day. Tomorrow may be, but today's not my day. So until he does, I've got to do what he commanded Legion to do. Stay here and publish the great things that he's done for me. One of the scriptures says this. It says if everything that Jesus done were written down in the books, the world couldn't contain them. Here's a volume right here. I can fill a book with how good God's been to me. If we want to see more books written, if we want to see more souls saved, we need to testify and tell the good things that Jesus has done for me and you. It might make a difference. It's never, it's never, never too late. All right. John chapter 4. He must first needs go down to Samaria. And when he gets down there, he meets a Samaritan woman. And you Bible readers know that the Jews hated the Samaritans. And this wasn't any, any ordinary woman. This was a woman that tried about everything and everybody. She had had five husbands, and the one that she had then was not her own. She had a reputation, I'd say, wouldn't you? Yeah. She had tried the tradition. She said, Our fathers worship in this mountain, and you say that Jerusalem is a place where men ought to worship. She said, You know the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. And she had been to that well many times. They might have been people come to Dutch Bottoms many times. But they might not have got a drink from the well. They may have drank the Kool-Aid, but they might not have got a drink of living water That's from right. the well of eternal life. <coughs> she had been to that well. She might have gone every day. I don't know. But on that day when she went, she was offered something she had never had before. He said, if you'd ask me, I'd give you a drink of living water. And I could just hear her family. She ain't never going to stay married. She got her issues. She got her problems. She ain't never going to stay married. I could just hear them talking about her. Her faults. This is what the Bible says about those faults. Confess your faults. Did you know I've got them? You do too. Yeah. Pray on for just a minute. And I'm sure in the back of her mind, Satan had told her, you'll never be happy again. You'll never have any peace. You'll never have a happy home. You'll never have the life you always wanted. But with the Lord, it's never too late. When she got a drink of living water, she left the water pot sitting at the well 
And she went running back down to the city and said, come see a man that's told me all things ever I've done. Is this not the Christ? She and you know what those folks did? They noticed an immediate difference. How do you know, preacher? Because they came based on her testimony to hear the word of the Lord. And they said, now we not only believe because of her testimony, but we have seen Him and heard Him ourselves and we believe. If you think Gary's got a good life, you ought to hear about his Savior. If you think Johnny's got a good life, you ought to hear about his Savior. Oh, if you think Mike's got a good life, you ought to hear about my Savior. Amen. It's never too late. Lord, he whom thou lovest is dead. And so here went Jesus. I'll not go all through it. But here went Jesus and his disciples. And when they got down there, Martha met him. She said, Lord, if you'd have been here. Oh, Lord, if you'd have yeah. been here, my brother wouldn't have died. What did Jesus say? He said, I am the resurrection. He said, your brother shall live again. Mary, he talked to Mary. She said, Lord, if you'd have been here. But it's too late now. Uh -oh. He's been in the grave four days. By now, he's stinketh. Lord, by now, he's decayed. It's just too late. But with Jesus, it's never too late. He prayed. And he called Lazarus' name and said, Lazarus, come forth. And he rolled away the stone and Lazarus came forth, bound in the grave clothes. Yeah. Of his own accord, healthy as healthy could be, because Jesus willed it. See, it's with Jesus it's never too late. The preacher, I prayed for my sick person and they left this world. And now I don't have them. I can't hold them. That's okay. Jesus is coming by. Mm -hmm. If I've trusted in him, he's going to call their name. Amen. They're going to rise forth. Yeah. It's not too late. We, we have several of you ladies that have lost your mate. It's just a brief separation. One day the Lord will call their name. And they'll rise to meet Him in the air. And we will be changed in a moment of a twinkling eye. So shall we ever be with the Lord. Comfort ye one another with this word. With these words. Now I want to preach this. I heard a song sung a few years ago about death. Uh, and it's, it said this about the grave. It's just a place to spend the night. When the sun comes, we'll rise to meet Him. And the grave is just temporary, but heaven and hell are eternal. Amen. You want to know when it's too late? 
For the rich man, it's too late. Yeah. When you lift your eyes in hell, here you say it. Here you say it. You're healthy. Your lungs fill with air. Your heart beats. You're clothed. You're dry. You're full. You have a warm place to lay down. You have people who love you. And it's real easy to be satisfied with that and let slip the opportunity that you've got to go to heaven. Listen, friend, we can sit still and die and burn in hell. That's right. And I don't know, Rick, why people let them worry it so. Being saved is so easy. Being saved is so easy. You don't have to be smart. You don't have to be rich. You don't have to have a penny in your pocket. You don't have to know a thing about missionary Baptists or the Baptist faith or the Lutheran or the Church of God or the Presbyterian. Religion and salvation are entirely two different things. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Let me tell you how easy it is to be saved. If it had been complicated, I'd have never got it. He's nigh them that are of a broken heart and will save such as be of a contrite spirit. This is how easy it is. All you've got to do to be saved is want it more than anything and ask for it. I raised three boys. Now I couldn't put a new Camaro in the, in the driveway, but they didn't ask for that. Anytime they would come to me and say, Daddy, I need such and such, or I need so and so, I'd move heaven and earth to try my best to provide everything that they needed. My father, Owns a cattle of a thousand hills. Yeah. Yes. He's never forsaken one of his children. That's right. He's not a deadbeat dad. He's there every time I call on him. Mm -hmm. His big hand of mercy wraps around me. He's got a hedge about me. He loves me. Aren't you glad? Amen. Amen. And sinner, he loves you too. I'm not special. You can have salvation. It's a common salvation. You can have the same stuff I got. All you got to do is ask. Yeah. It's that simple. Yeah. And it's not too late. I don't care what people told you. And I wish people would quit saying this. And I know you may not like what I'm about to say. And you may disagree. That's all right. I love you anyway. Oh, the Lord's only obligated to, to, to offer you salvation one time. The Spirit's only obligated to deal with you once. I read in the Scripture where it said it's not His will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Amen. I do believe the Lord will send conviction upon your heart. Amen. 
But I don't believe he will turn you away because you rejected him once. I believe he stands with his arms open waiting on somebody to call on his name from a broken heart, wanting it more than anything. Now let me ask you this. Would you turn your own child away if you offered them something and they refused it? And they came back later and wanted it? I'm preaching to you that the Lord offers salvation. And he offers it to anybody that wants it more than anything. Now hear me. We have sinners that will not darken the door of the church because they think God won't deal with them anymore. We have sinners that won't come to the altar, won't ask for salvation because they think God won't deal with them anymore. I realize God offers salvation to all at least once, but I don't think that would be the only time if they want it. I believe he'll save if they ask. But you've got to get it while this heart's beating. Yeah. You gotta get it while air is in your lungs. You gotta get it while you're in your right mind. Well, preacher, I'll just wait till I'm about ready to die, and then I'll call on his name. Said lots of people with good intentions who are laying in a hospital unconscious right now out of their mind and can't call on the Lord. That's right. You better call on him now. You don't know what tomorrow holds. You don't know if you'll have another opportunity. Amen? Amen. I'm going to preach this. Take advantage of your opportunity. He's calling your name. Answer. Now listen. Let me say this and then I'll hush. Eli, we read, was a man with a vision that was dimmed. He couldn't see clearly. May have been talking about these eyes. I believe it was talking about spiritually because he justified his sons in their sins. But even him, in his flawed vision, was able to tell the child Samuel, when you hear him calling to you, just say, yes, Lord, here am I. Yes, Lord, here am I. That's my advice. If he calls you, answer him. There are lots of people in hell that sat through a service and the Lord knocked at their heart and they refused to answer. That's right. Let me say this. I remember when I was a boy, Mom took me and my sister and she went to visit a relative's house. And you could hear them inside. But we knocked and we knocked and we knocked and they never came to the door. My mom never went back. How do you think the Lord feels when he knocks? Turn him away. He's got to be awfully loving. He's got to be awfully compassionate. 
He's got to be awfully merciful if he'll come back. You know what he said? Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man, now he was qualifying on that, wasn't he? Yeah. He didn't say he'd knock the door down. He said, if any man hear my voice and open it up, I will come in and sup with him and he with me. Is he knocking? Is your heart heavy? Listen, friend, he'd love to save. Did you know that? He'd love to save. All right. It's not too late.